0: And on front page this morning is Dr. Wang Sai Wan, editor in chief of the Malay Mail, Rizal Zulkapli, anchor from Awani Global. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good Hi. morning. Now, the first um, headline we're looking at is uh, AMNO. AMNO will not enter into a marriage of convenience with PAS to champion the goal of uniting the Malaysian Muslims in this country. This is according to UMNO Secretary General Tansri Anwar Musa. He said AMNO and PAS would remain as their own entities but fight for the same purpose. What is going on here? It seems that uh, news on PAS's allegiance is all over the place. But to whom exactly is there an allegiance if there is one?
1: As as you've mentioned earlier, it's a bit all over. The place, it's a bit hard to keep track as to who, who um, they're supporting currently. But according to some past leaders, they're supporting Ton Mahade mm-hmm. and not Pakatan Harapan as a whole. Uh, but according to some other past leaders, they're still friends with AMNO and they will s- continue to support AMNO. I think we've seen that recently um, uh, during the nomination day um, in, in Semenyih, where uh, past has actually supported AMNO. And um, have shown their support publicly to and um, to the voters. I think they're trying to replicate the formula in Cameron Highland, and they see that it could work. This coming by election, but it's still very early days after the meeting with Tun Mahade. So I think we'll see how it turns out, and I think we can gauge from then.
0: Right, so I, want to I think
2: it's a case of pass. One thing they kept the cake and eat it as well.
0: Right,
2: heads I win, tails you lose. You know, it's just a pass playing politics. Mm-hmm. And I think if we, if we look at the present political spectrum, I I, I think no one does it better than pass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, oh, wh- what did it stem from? It stemmed from past leaders going to see Mahade at the same time when allegations were repeated about the alleged ninety million mm, going into yeah. pass. Mm. Now, uh, you could read it that uh, it was done because they wanted to avoid any complications on, from the alleged 90 million. Or you could say that, well, they, 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 they did it because they wanted to ensure a Muslim leader remained the Prime Minister of Malaysia. I'm just wondering allowed isn't Anwar Ibrahim or Azmin Muslims yeah, yeah.
0: well what is the uh, significance of PAS in the Semenye by-elections because I believe there's no candidate right there's no, no. PAS candidate there
1: no but I think they're openly supporting the AMNO candidate as Tato as mentioned earlier I think they're also testing the waters and see if, if they can go either way and, and how people will react to that I mean GE15 is still so far away and, and they can still play their cards and see how it turns out
2: actually if you look back at uh, GE14, other than the Chinese-based parties in Barisan National, PAS lost a lot of seats. I think it was quite a shock to their system. They may have gained a state, but they lost quite a number of seats. So I think this is uh, the political part of PAS where they try to see whether they can regain those losses. But for me, the, the most interesting thing about this PAS swinging left, swinging right, is that we must remember in Semenyih they had, had consistently 8,000-odd voters in the past two elections. Mm -hmm. So that is a fixed deposit at the moment for AMNO. All
0: right. Mm -hmm. Next headline we're going to take a look at are the government handouts that landed Felda settlers deep in debt. That's up next here on Light. And on front page with me this morning is uh, Rizal Zulkapli, anchor from Awani Global and at the Wong Sai Wan, editor-in-chief of the Malay Mail. Government handouts uh, made many settlers too dependent on Federal Land Development Authority loans, Felda loans, causing its debt to stack up and disrupt cash flow. This is what uh, was reported in the New Straits Times. Settlers loans, mostly for replanting or housing, have taken up a majority of Felda's 8 billion ringgit debt. Now, I guess the question is, uh, has this debt always been there and has no action been taken so far?
2: It has always been there. I've been covering Felda since 1984. Wow. This settler's debt is a cyclical thing Mm. because they have to replant every 20 years Mm -hmm. or every five years now. And every time they replant, they have to spend money and they don't have that kind of savings. They have to borrow from Felda or... Borrow from Alungs or whatever. Now, uh, as the felter scheme gets older and their children are now better educated and has moved into towns, the old folks hire Bangladeshi workers. Mm-hmm. So, it, it it goes round and round and round. It's cyclical. La. Yes, mm. it doesn't help. And the pricing that they get is no big deal. And they have only 11 acres a person.
1: Is that enough to cover their debt that during the replanting um, it exercise? It won't.
2: It mm-hmm. won't. It will never. I mean, if you do it in terms of maths, yes, over 15 years, they get back their money. Uh, but who can survive on borrowed money for 15 years? Yeah. And uh, poultry sum that's been offered, a 100 Ringgit. Uh, it used to be worse because uh, they used to have all these cooperative stores in the Felda scheme. And the fellow people used to sign what we call buku Galima, lima, you and know, all right. this, mm-hmm. and and they go and take products, and then at the end of the day, at the end of the month, the shopkeeper has go and chase these people for money. Right, mm-hmm. and you know I've seen in those days pay slips of. Four ringgit, five ringgit during the replanting exercise. Even when they're harvesting, because they're paying old
0: apps. Mm -hmm. Right. I I I guess the question is, I mean, what can the government do more to help Felda settlers? I think I think
2: I think we have to rethink. Is Felda huge plantation for a national product, oil Mm palm, rubber, or is it a scheme? To take people out of poverty?
1: Well, I've read an interview with Dr. Osman online, and I think he's saying that um, there are efforts being done to address this, especially with regards to the cost of living loan, um, which was thought to be allowances. So people actually take up those allowances. Thinking that they don't have to pay it back, when in reality it's it's a loan, and people take up to one thousand five hundred ringgit. It used mm-hmm. to be quite low; it used to be in the hundred, but now it's one thousand five hundred ringgit per month. And these settlers are getting very old, so so it's it's, it's very difficult for them to. Yeah to get cash flow into the company after a while and and they depend on about 200 million to 250 million ringgit per year from this uh, debt and I, I think that's really impacting the ability for Felda to have good cash flow. So moving forward, I believe I I know it's not it's not possible because of the act. I, I I think moving forward you have to diversify the source of income. If you have three years of lull because of the replanting exercise, maybe you can look at other means to support um, the settlers instead mm-hmm.
2: of no result. I think the entire Felda development scheme has to be rethought. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's been thirty years, maybe forty years since Felda was the first thought up. I think that whoever is going to make that decision have to decide whether Felda is a welfare scheme Mm -hmm. for the settlers or Felda is a giant plantation to make money. It Mm -hmm. cannot be both.
0: All right. We'll see how this story develops. Um, Coming up next, uh, something that's been in the news and on everyone's lips are toll plazas and congestion fees. That story is up next here on Light. On front page this morning is Dr. Wong Saiwan, editor in chief of the Malay Mail and Rizal Zukapli, anchor from Awani Global. Now, we've all seen the headlines this past week about the abolishment of tolls and also the acquisition of the highway concessionaires. Uh, I guess congestion fees are something that is also being discussed yeah, at the moment, whether or not you want to avoid rush hour and, you know, paying toll and all that. I guess the question is, what is your opinion on the abolishment of tolls between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m.?
1: Well, I guess if that goes forth, then you don't have to pay tolls. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Because you start work quite early, right? But how many people work from 11 to 5 a.m.? And I think we are operating in an age where we have data and we have um, the ability to know uh, the number of cars on the road during that time. And I I don't know, but I think the government can be a bit more transparent about it if, these highways can help to reduce congestion and can make people's life better, quality of life better mm-hmm. when they go to work. Why not just abolish and maybe look at maybe different hours instead of charging congestion um, charges uh, during the rush hour? Because yeah. I think if you have congestion charges, as of now, when I go through some of these highways, not many people use them in the morning and, and even on weekends. So so I think, I think you have to rethink really about that. You spend yeah. so much building these highways, trying to uh, reduce Congestion, but it's just not being put to good use. So, I think if you take away the tolls altogether, then it will be better for people to travel to work and there's quality of life there. Because right now, real estate in the city can get a bit expensive, so people tend to stay really yeah. far away. So, spending two ringgit 50 cents one way. Uh, you know um return 5 ringgit every day that's 30 days that's 150 well, ringgit
0: exactly when i which drive toll home. gate is 1 <laughs> cents? <laughs> <laughs> <Two> <laughs> fifty cents fifty cents
1: but 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 yeah. you know, it accumulates you know one toll mm. after another after another yeah. so it
0: take, it, i think it cost me about 6 ringgit to just go home every day around mm. lunchtime no
1: see the, the my opinion
2: is very simple first thing first this government should come out very frankly and says look we cannot abolish toll we can't afford it mm. mm-hmm. full stop so that's
1: it? No, no,
2: no, no. Because therefore, you don't confuse the issue. Mm-hmm. Congestion fees are used by all con- other countries to control traffic. Don't confuse the two things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't disguise it. We know that it is very expensive to build highways. Mm-hmm. More highways are still being built. Unless we increase income tax or we increase SSD, there's no way we can pay for it. For those younger people, you don't realize that in the old days, JKR got the money from road tax. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the road tax is so low that it's obviously not going to pay for road pavement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Congestion fees. If you go past any toll gate now at this hour between seven to nine o'clock, what is the main cause of congestion? The toll gates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if the idea is to get people in fast, then the Congestion fee should be the other way around. Early in the morning, you're coming to work. You're a productive worker. The toll is free. Coming to town, a breeze. And then when you leave, it's a breeze. Anyone else using that highway after nine o'clock is unproductive. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: he I start work at ten, so <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you can afford to be dropped off at an MRT station. Mm-hmm. Take an MRT to work. Do it the other way mm. around. I mean, if, if the idea is to reduce congestion, close the toll gates. But if it's an effort to increase revenue, let's call it that.
0: All right, when we come back, we'll be taking a look at vaccines. Tun City Hasma wants uh, parents to be educated on its benefits. That is up next here on Light. And on front page this morning, I have Rizal Zukapli, anchor from Awani Global and at the Ong Sai Wan, editor-in-chief of the Malay Mail. Now, TUN Dr. Siti Hasma Ali has urged medical practitioners and nurses to give parents the best advice on the importance of vaccinations for their children. And uh, she said she's aware that there are parents who refuse to allow their children to be vaccinated because of various factors and beliefs. She says these are parents who do not think there is a need for vaccines because their children will grow up and develop naturally. Natural immunity, But parents cannot wait until their children develop their natural immunity. In fact, uh, it's 2019. You'd think that the information is out there and everyone is aware of how important vaccinations are. Why is there a growing movement, it seems, of anti-vaxxers suddenly in this country?
1: I think because it's 2019 and people have access to social media. We spoke uh, with the doctor yesterday uh, with regards to the anti-vaccine movement and he said that this anti-vaccine movement has been around for the longest time. Because of the proliferation of social media, people have access to this information and they have access to this belief that that is being spread on social media. I think it's also, according to the doctor, it's also misinformation and not understanding the safety of the vaccines available in the market currently and there's just so many factors contributed to that Um, social media parents not knowing what uh, the the status of the safety of these vaccines in the market or the halal status the the halal status but according to the doctor you know these vaccines have been Tested for at least ten to fifteen years before they being injected into uh, into, mm. into children, so it's it's that, and I think more education and spread of information about vaccine, the positive information about vaccine, has to be done yeah. um, soon.
0: Well, I feel that you know the information is out there. The Ministry of Health has been really vocal about this, but you know they the anti-vaxxers want to believe this is all propaganda. But do you think that compulsory vaccinations will cause an issue amongst Malaysians?
2: No. I think the biggest problem is infant mortality is down. Most parents think it is worth risking. They go back to 1960s, and then they will realize that how they have uh, been able to fight all this polio and whatever. Mm -hmm. Making it compulsory will make it an offense. But if someone thinks that a vaccine is non-halal, poisonous, Mm -hmm. not necessary, they still won't do it. I think the health ministry should look at the various information, uh, get a corporation from MCMC, mm-hmm. tackle the websites that promote this, mm-hmm. get the religious departments to tackle the issue, rather than legislating it
1: but it's quite hard to shake off isn't it the, the belief how do you go about telling people that hey what you believe is wrong and you should actually vaccinate mm-hmm. your your kids because is, it's so ingrained because I'm, I'm sure some of these parents were vaccinated when they were small when they were younger but they went through that and they have this belief ingrained in them and still they can't see the benefits of of, of being vaccinated that,
2: that, that, that's it because you could have it at the source. It's pointless. You legislate it. Mm-hmm. They will just push it on the ground. There will be doctors who will also share their beliefs and they will just sign a blank check, certifying he has been, he's been vaccinated or she's been vaccinated. Oh. I mean, look, that that's reality in Malaysia. We may miss one generation, but by tackling it at the source, We'll catch it in the next one.
0: Interesting. Well, coming up on front page. Let's take a look at this headline: One point two million tertiary students will be getting a hundred ringgit aid from the government. We'll be discussing that next here on Light and on front page this morning that the Wong Saiwan editor in chief of the Malay Mail also Rizal Zulkapli anchor from Awani Global now this is an interesting headline 1.2 million tertiary students to get 100 ringgit aid from government to ease their financial burden the aid will be dispersed at the end of the month according to the finance ministry and the relief was reinstated based on the education ministry's recommendations and some 1.2 million students are expected to benefit from this now does it matter what the um, background, the financial background of the student is or is this like across the board? As long as you're installed in a university, college or polytechnic, you get this. How does this work?
1: I think background, students' background should should matter when it comes to deciding for these handouts. The current government has previously promised that the subsidies, the um, handouts will be more targeted. So if you give, uh, instead of giving 100 ringgit to everyone, why don't you increase that amount and give it monthly to the more deserving students? Students from B40 background, mm-hmm. so I think that's a better way of doing it because I know to some students who are from maybe better to do family, yes. they maybe see 100 as you know a very small amount to them, but maybe some other students w- can use that to pay their or their yeah. rents, buy books, so be a bit more targeted. And be a bit more conscious as to why you're doing it. If it's, if it's to help students, do it monthly, mm-hmm. but be a bit more targeted. Identify the smaller group and, and focus on them. Right. So that's my thought. Don't you think the announcement was timely?
2: <laughs> In between two by-elections and one more to come up? Yeah. No, but, no, but seriously, <laughs> when the, it was announced, I heard some young people saying, actually, it's a pay cut. Mm-hmm. They used to get 240 mm-hmm. Now they're getting 100 Uh There were a lot of abuse of the book vouchers. 240 ringgit for the book vouchers. Uh, A lot of bookshops were allowing the kids to cash in without selling any books. But I guess any government is entitled to give some aid to to the citizens. In this case, uh, I think the 100 ringgit is not based on background, it's across Mm -hmm. the board. Uh, So as long as you're. um, I think, as long as you're a tertiary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you look at the number of 1.2 million, Mm -hmm. that sounds like all the college students in Malaysia. Right. Okay. But is it of any use? Is it of. Direct purpose. I reserve my judgment on that, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the government is entitled to pay it out because uh, these are the people who voted them in.
0: Well, their parents But are. should it be no. a bit more targeted?
2: <laughs> they should. They, yeah. mean, I mean, there are a lot of better ways to use 120 yeah. million. Yeah. But in a big scheme of things, 120 million over 365 days, in a population of 30 million, it's not a really big sum. Hmm.
1: Right.
0: Well, gentlemen, it was uh, lovely having you with me this morning. Thank pleasure. you so much. Thank Thanks, Dr. Wong Sai Wan, Editor-in-Chief of the Malay Mail. Also, Rizal Zulkapli, anchor from Awani Global.